With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between. You're in the right place today with the host of Change Already. Your future, your choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman, and this is Change Already with Jillian, Your Future, Your Choice. Last week was the spring equinox, thank goodness. I hope you all were out there taking advantage of the turn of the season. Lordy, it's been a long one up in the Midwest. I don't know where you're at, but it's been a long, long haul where we've been at uh, near Chicago. I spent the night with some old friends, and I made a lot of new friends in the city eating Turkish food and commiserating over our long winter hauls and more importantly, looking forward to the spring weather ahead. You know, it's very natural, and we all have a tendency to hibernate during the winter months and then make that proverbial popping out of our caves like wildflowers in bloom. We see every season coming up in the fields around us or maybe even in your own lawn. This year, it's been such long overdue. It seems like it would never come. And so I was really happy to call into the magic of spring and have that unveil itself one piece at a time as we go closer towards the middle of spring. If you weren't able to celebrate the spring equinox, another good way is to go back and listen to a podcast I did last year on what color is your dragonfly Um, I was out in the park walking around one day and I saw these dragonflies and wrote some intuitive information about each dragonfly. Go back. You can find that podcast podcast archives at Change Already with Jillian or you can find it in iTunes or you can find it at my website. So if you don't yet have the spring fever like the rest of us, maybe you can go back and listen to that. Maybe it'll twinkle something inside of you that says, yes, it's just around the corner. Hang in there, all of us, as the rain and the snow continues to fly around us. So go back and listen to that now or any time later. Thankfully, this week I want to close up the series on spiritual trends. What does it mean? And, you know, most of the time I usually have barely enough minutes in each half hour to finish a complete sentence and get everything in its core to say everything that needs to be discussed so we can all make to a higher conclusion about one way or another about the idea that's on the table in this regard, spiritual trends. 
but I want to say it seemed like everything I did covered almost everything. I know it was a little bit longer, and thanks for hanging in there. It was more than a four-week series. But there were so many things we had to cover. I covered hands-on healing techniques, you know, where spirituality and religious practices are pushed too far and maybe to the limits of where it shouldn't go. And on the verge of some lights and spiritual things being pushed to where they shouldn't really be go. And then the wild worldwide view perspective of spirituality as a whole and what's going on out there in the big world, not just in America, but what are we doing with this whole spiritual idea on how to improve human conditions and make each day feel and with peace and love and tranquility that we're all searching for Last week, I finished up the series talking about spiritual baubles and beads with my guest, Kate King. She's an expert jeweler from Canada. We talked extensively about how to use healing powers of gemstones and crystals. It was a fantastic way to end the series because who doesn't like diamonds and who doesn't like rubies and pearls and crystals and who doesn't like some kind of shiny objects around them, whether that's rocks, gemstones? She explained how she uses and incorporates quantum physics with the gemstones that she cuts and uses in her pendants and pins and, and rings and things. It was really interesting to see how she can take it down to a science when sometimes the only communication and things we have or like people that sell rocks on the corner store. As always, I wanted to be well-versed in the way that she was doing it, so I actually had a series with her before we went on air. I was absolutely floored with how she uses the gemstones, the crystals, and her own empathic energy flow and how she connects her intuition with my, in this case, my intuition and the messages that came through. The way she conducts her sessions is really cool and I've never seen anything like it. I'm going to describe just a little bit about what happened for me and then you can decide if you want to have a session with her. But more importantly, I gleaned from the interview that I had with her and the way we picked out my gemstone that I'll be wearing in the future was very intricate and very intimate, and I realized then and there that, yes, I've always thought gems and crystals were important, but I had no idea how significant of a pairing it should be to my own energy and the crystal that works together in conjunction to move forward in changing what I needed to change. It was strange because, and very cool because she had all of the gemstones out in front of her and we used FaceTime and Skype, which is just unbelievable to me. She was in Denver and I was in the Midwest and she put them all out in front of her and then between what I wanted to change and the habits and the feelings and the things that I want to grow into the future, we narrowed it down to like five or six stones. And then from there, she took those stones and she put them on a beautiful chain. And then she took one at a time and put it just below her throat chakra 
so I could see it and feel the energy for myself other than just taking her word for it. And slowly after time, it took a while, we were able to narrow it down and narrow it down and really feel the energy between the stone and what I was trying to change in growing forward and what she was getting together. It was such an, a wonderful experience of grabbing onto a crystal and gemstone and really seeing the power that earth stones have in our lives. I don't want people to walk away from either one of those shows last week or this week without the understanding that it's very significant, all the stones that you put on your body. It should not be a case of random, randomness, I realized. She talked about in the show last week about how she used to wear pearls on a certain aspect and how she bought a set of pearls and she put it on herself and how she actually felt her energy depleting from her mind, her body, and her soul. Well, as she did more research, she realized those were the complete opposite stones that were adding energy, but they were actually taking away. And I said, you know, I had had that same experience with some pearls that I had myself, and she used the example of using a fine-tuned Ferrari and putting unleaded gas and the appropriate gas in the gas tank, and it just depleted and took down the Ferrari. I had chance to think about the session that I had and then the conversation she had last week and realized I don't think I've put enough emphasis on how crystals and stones and rocks in particular really can add value and can work with us to help change ourselves rather than working against us. I guess in the past I've been given stones and, you know, different crystals to work with, but I've always taken them in and felt them with my own integrity and my own intuitive thought, but really kind of brushed off if they didn't quite fit. It's like, I, you know how you can talk yourself into something thinking, oh, well, this is a gift or something brought me to it. And I'm always listening to people that say it's time to let go of gems and re-gift them to someone else, which I have done many times. And now I realize even more the significance of how quantum, quantum physics and energy and all of those kind of things really do have an energy of their own that needs to be replenished themselves Sometimes it's good to be with somebody and sometimes it's not. So please go back and listen to that show. It was so informative and wonderful to listen to her, the way she talks about her gemstones as friends, which I've always felt like myself. I know people look at me kind of crazy sometimes, (laughs) but, you know, I'm pretty sane and I'm pretty boring overall but I realized that I'm a wind and a water and shouldn't be putting fire or stones on my body or my person at any time. So if you have a chance to get with Kate King, please do so. She's available at all times. But more importantly, next time you pick up that stone somewhere, maybe we shouldn't just be so flippant 
about, oh, it's a pretty color, it looks good with an outfit I have to wear tomorrow, maybe we should step back a little bit and listen to what the energy that's coming to us. And maybe it's not of our highest good. Or maybe you get such a zinger, which I did on the last piece that I ended up purchasing for my my own present to myself, and how exquisitely calm and simple, and I could feel that I was going to make a breakthrough and how it was going to add value to my life rather than taking away the energy that I had no idea was being left behind. So make sure that you listen to that last podcast in All Mean. You can find it by Googling Change Already with Jillian, or you can find it on iTunes. Or please, as always, go to my website, which is the, always the best option, at JillianMossBackman.com, and listen to her. She talks about cleaning your stones and how that misnomer of salt is probably the worst thing all of us should be doing to our precious stones and how it depletes and scratches and takes away value and energy at all levels. So again, go back and listen to that podcast wherever you can find it. After this short break, I want to wrap this whole thing up and talk about some of my final thoughts on this fantastic series I'm calling Spiritual Trends, What Does It Mean and How Do We Deal With It Each and Every Day? So I'll see you right after this short break on Change Already with Jillian. Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. 
Welcome back to Change Already with Jillian, Your Future, Your Choice. Before I wrap up this series with a pretty little jumbo in the center, I always have to have something blingy to follow up and put it all together. Let me remind each one of you and invite you to a free event that I'm doing April 3rd called Triumphant Expression of Three at the Hilton Amos Gallery on the evening of April 3rd from 6 to 8.30 in downtown Chicago. It's going to be a free event of music and art and literature, three of my favorite things in the world, with John Mulder and Erica Hilton and myself. And it will be moderated by Elizabeth Alfano, who is a uh, radio and television personality in Chicago area. We're going to be talking about how we use our own spiritual intuition and our empathic expression of how we create our own personal art. Even though we come from three different elements, we come together for a universal thought, whether that's through sound or writing, as I am as a writer and TV uh, radio personality, and Erica Hilton through her beautiful pieces of canvas painted art and how it all comes together as oneness. It's going to be an extraordinary night. And if you're in the area, please come by. It's a free event and it's open house. You can find all the information about the event on my Facebook page at Jillian Moss Backman, or you can go to the Hilton Almost Gallery Contemporary Gallery page, or you can go to my web page, or you can go to John Mulder, jazz musician in Chicago. So it's out there. You just have to put a little effort, a little bit of effort into finding us, but we are available and we are very excited to be together to talk about this with Elizabeth. Thanks for sticking in with me in the last couple of weeks talking about one of my favorite subjects, spiritual trends. I know it turned out a little bit longer than we all expected, but the mere fact that there were good guests that really had stuff to share and was imperative that we each come to a conclusion and one thought. I really wanted each one of us to think about what spiritual trends mean to you. Not only in practice, but in theoretical thought in your mind. I can honestly tell you that when I started my own spiritual journey years ago, like the rest of you, it had an open door to maybe there was something beyond the pews of what I grew up with. And as I've been engaged in it for a long time now, it seems to keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. And it's because of the people that I come in contact with, their ideas of what they believe spiritual trends and thoughts look like to them. And I hope that you gleaned the idea that one should keep growing and asking questions and keep listening to others that have possibly a different bend on it, but there's some kind of congruent piece of information that keeps you together and that you keep thinking about what it really means on the inside. I hope that from the guests you were able to generate what is real for you and what is not real. 
we're in such a strange time, not only in America, but universally, trying to wade through what is really real out there and what is not real. Not just the content, but the people that are giving it to us. The conclusion I came, and you can make your own, but it's an imposing question. And it's a topic that's going to start changing as usual, and it's going to keep growing exponentially. I think that's good and not so good. Because one theory leads to another theory and another theory and on and on, and you try to upsell this and upsell that. That's why I started the whole series with Robin Smith, who is the practitioner of Reiki and shamanism, which seems to be one of the leading simple techniques that people start with. I think it's because it's somewhat controversial, but it's not a risky thing. It's not too risky to go out there and try something like a Reiki practitioner or a session with a shaman because you just listen or lay there and let them do the work. My favorite part about that whole show with her was that she really brought home the idea of opening up energy pathways and start the flow moving again. I think we all get in an energy rut where our energy just keeps regurgitating and our life force seems to shut down in certain places. I like that she brought up, it's not that you do the work, but you start the flow moving again. It's like sitting on the couch all day long and you start exercising, things start flowing again. And from that flow comes a new improved way of looking at maybe old stuff you've looked at before so many times and never been able to resolve. And you can find the spiritual link and the religious link between each one of them and what's the higher value of what you're supposed to be learning. I like the idea that not every practitioner has to solve it, but they just have to peel back the layers so we each can find the hidden messages in the dark that have been there for a while and we can do our own work. From there, I brought on the powerful and mighty speaker, might I add, Dr. Lori Roth, who spoke to us about sometimes how religious and spiritual practice can be manipulated by the people who lead those practices. She really drove home the fact in that series and that conversation I had with her that just because people are well-intended to lead people, and in her case, through the words of the Bible, in this beautiful form of spiritual expression, is not necessarily make a good teacher. You have to watch out. Be the, be the critical eye. Be the one that makes the ultimate decision of whether you feel good in their presence or something happens. She talks about how a good spiritual practitioner or a spiritual teacher and leader should help you find your own inner peace and joy. And in some cases, for her perspective, salvation. We talked extensively in that series and that conversation about personal discernment when it comes to who you choose to plead, pledge and your alignment with. I think this is so very important that each one of us 
follow our gut and get into your own intuitive knowing. And if something doesn't feel right, for goodness sakes, get it out of there. Unfortunately, with spiritual trends and spiritual things that are going on out there, it's not a movie rating system. We have to learn to protect ourselves out there when we're picking and choosing where who are we lead our alliances to. We're not ever going to have a rating system that says this is really good and well-intended and these services are good and these services are bad. I think we came away with both of us saying it's okay to say no when you come up against something that feels that using spiritual trends for spiritual payoffs and they manipulate peace and harmony and quietness in vain. My suggestion is that you say no and shut the door behind you and do not feel guilty that you've made a decision that maybe someone isn't totally spiritually aligned with yourself. From there, I brought on Andrew Harvey, a world-renowned spiritual teacher that has been spiritually teaching for many, many years. We reminisced about being together on air with my other show I had on spiritual activism four years ago. This is Andrew Harvey's real big message in the world that we have to be activists in our own spiritual growth. And ain't that the truth? We talked about how his view of world advancement towards this world commitment of love and grace and in his words, spiritual equality. I was a little taken back by his lack of enthusiasm that we had towards this question because when I had him on the first time, he was very naively, as we both were, enthusiastic about the future of where the spiritual trend was going and that it was going to catch on like wildfire and we were all going to play well with each other. This time unfortunately sounded a little defeated and was concerned about the overall wellness of the population. I don't think we're bitter, so please don't take away that he is bitter, but I was just a little dumbfounded myself on how so many people have claimed that we've been out there spiritually evolving, but yet at the grassroots level where the boot work is done, It seems like from his perspective, he didn't see our big spiritual goals lining up with what was out there for him to see. It was a good conversation. It was a real conversation on a checkup on spirituality and our religious advancements that we've gone to. We talked about the Pope and we talked about the Dalai Lama and how the Dalai Lama was suggesting that maybe we won't see it in this lifetime, but that gives us credence that we've moved ahead and we may see that in our next generation of spiritual awakened children. Well, that was enough for me to keep me going. And both of us, Andrew and I and Dr. Roth and Robin and Kate King are dedicated to keep moving the spiritual trends forward within much authenticity and grace and communication with the other side as much as possible. 
I think the bottom line here is that we all have to do our own spiritual work, which we all knew a thousand times over. But it means that we have to keep asking that internal question of what does it look like today? What can we spiritually do today or religiously do today that can help our next-door neighbor, our children, or ourselves? I want to end this entire series with a quote out of my own book, Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. In my book, I talk about being a pluralistic servant. And here is an excerpt from page 171. As a pluralistic servant, religious or spiritual biases are transcendent. Intentions for the highest good are held over others as well as oneself. One becomes an active observer as well as a participant in the human experience and life becomes an expression of love and a means of sharing the gifts that have been given. We are each given our own blank canvases. We are free to paint an original spiritual work of art and to be whatever we aspire to be. It is important to remember that no matter what happens globally, the work to be done always resides within the individual. I hope you've enjoyed this series as much as I have, giving and listening to others that are spiritually active out there as well as you. I hope that you were able to figure out a little bit of what you believe in and what you don't believe in and the bottom line, your own spiritual canvas. Let me remind you next week, I will be broadcasting live from the Hilton Amos Gallery in downtown Chicago, preparing for that great event on April 3rd. I'll see you same time, same place, Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before, just like Jillian warm and fuzzy with an attitude so change already with the lucky land slot you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.